Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/achieve today. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. I'd like to go into that harbor with commandos and blow the whole filthy place up, but we can't, which is rather frustrating. What if a group of British civilians managed to board there? And which civilians did you have in mind? The Calcutta Light Horse. Lewis, you're talking about a mixed bag of boozing, middle-aged, pot-bellied businessmen. It's insane, and you know it. Are you expecting my men to volunteer without having the faintest idea what they're volunteering for? Right. Unfortunately, Bill, there'll be no pay in it. No pensions if anyone's killed or wounded, and no credit. It all sounds unbelievably attractive to me. Love it. Hello, and welcome to Smash Pod, a podcast celebrating all the Bond films by those who enjoy, hate, or you know, just aren't asked about them. Hosted by me, John Rain. It's side special time again, and this week we need to call up some old blood to save the world from the Nazis, women, possible side effects of dementia, and well, not smelling of whiskey. Yes, it's the Sea Wolves, and joining me to smell like a distillery is comedy actor and writer Oliver Maltman, who can be found on Twitter as at Oliver Maltman. Hello, Oliver. Hello. Hi. How are you? I'm very well. How are you? I'm very well. Very Thanks well. For being here. That's your welcome. <laughs> and and I hope I'm welcome. You are always welcome. Lovely. Yes. The, the wolves. wolves. The wolves. Do you think Sea Wolves is an appropriate name? <clears throat> no. In fact, mm. uh, something occurred to me. Given that the group of uh, territorials were known as the Calcutta Light Horse, mm. I think they missed out on the seahorses. For yes. a, I mean, that would have been a perfect. You're right, because uh, that was later a band, of course. Uh, it was indeed, yeah. Let love seems... rule. No, love be the. I can't. I don't, I don't know. Someone correct me. Love be the key. They could have called it that. They could should have done. I mean, it would have it would have made as much sense as a lot of what happens in the film. Well, I was thinking the sea tortoises. Yeah, because they're quite old. Well, something eight. Yeah, yeah. They're not yeah. exactly rapid, are they? Do turtles live as long as tortoises? Well, the thing is, I was thinking turtles because they're an aquatic. Yes. Thing, but they move quite fast. In the water, right. So that's inappropriate. Yeah, for these people, because these people, as we're going to get into, literally steal a very sm- slow boat. <laughs> they do, yeah. To get where they're going, and the way they steal it is sort of quite slow, slow. as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I the the thing that I saw the the Calcutta light horses was was of, was one of the first things that I was interested in, given given that I'd never heard of them before, and it's kind of an unusual. Yeah. 
you know, moniker. So uh, it seems that they were active during the Boer War and then not active again until this moment. Yes. Apparently so. But then looking into it, there's nothing on Wikipedia about how... Uh, what what they did during the Boer War? No. So it's I, I mean I know they were sort of territory they were they were backup for the mounted uh, cavalry. Are you suggesting they made it up? I'm just suggesting they did naff all else yeah. in the in, in between the two. Hmm. But then what was also interesting is that they they weren't allowed to release this the details of this story until 1978. I think it was. Yes, yeah, due to the. Um <clears throat> due to the, the official secrets, That's it. all that business. I'm glad you're here. I've yeah. forgotten all this. No, no, no. But they, they, they suddenly, uh, yeah, they release it, and obviously people leapt on it. Mm. I guess it's in 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 it's the same flavour as similar, you know, North Sea hijack and and the like. Well, I was going to say this is by uh, Ewan Lloyd and Andrew McLegan, who mm-hmm. did Wild Geese and North Sea hijack. Well, there it is. So we're in that kind of area. I'd like to think that they were they were sort of rifling through the Official Secrets Act uh, as and when anything was released so they could leap on it yeah but this is uh i don't know as a result of it seems like quite a uh as a film it's it's very linear there's nothing that the any sort of flavor and intrigue is is so light Mm -hmm. and so uninvolving yeah um but the thing that i love the most about it is the the those, those people involved apparently it was going to be um it was touted as a Burton Harris Moore thing. Yeah, um, and then it made me laugh that <laughs> they, for some reason Harris and Burton couldn't do it. But it made me laugh that apparently Burton later on said that he regretted it. Yeah, <laughs> and I don't know why because no. I can't imagine he, t- given how scathing he is in his his diaries, I can't imagine him sort of looking at that and thinking, "God damn it, that was a good film." I think he's sort of probably mourning the fact that he wasn't out on the piss well I wonder what he was doing at this point it was 1980 so they're probably shooting at well, 79 he was, yeah he was four years off the um De- dying the, the death the death the death that happened to him yeah his final um, bow yes yeah was this around the time of the exorcist to the heretic uh I have no idea was it it, was, it might be it might well be yeah I might be wrong but he was he was he was looking more on the frail side but I I, I just sort of feel like maybe it was to do with the fact that he he just saw all those old timers, you know, obvious most of them pissed, mm. uh, having a crack in wherever they did. They film it in India. Uh, yes, they did. Yeah, I mean, he would have been playing the uh, Gregory Peck role, wouldn't he? Yeah, or should I say Gregory Peck? He talks like that all the way through this. Yeah, with it, a he's got, British accent. He's got a really weird delivery in the whole thing, and I don't know if it's because he's he's challenging himself with a British accent I think it's that or he's drunk might be both I think it is both. I imagine there was a bit of a drinking culture on these films yeah very much so but I don't think it's not as though it, it was a drinking culture and then they sort of sobered up for for being on set I mean they possibly were... because Burton was famously dry for the wild was, oh, was yeah. he really right he was just inhibited by back problems Right. Well, wasn't his back crystallised when when he uh, passed away? Apparently, he really? Some, I'd read that somewhere. It's probably, what like so much booze that it'd... it's crystallised his spine. Wow. Yeah, it's quite the thing, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I like a drink, but well, you know, don't we all? Yeah. That's up there with Elvis having chalk in his bowels when he died. Oh, oh dear. That's unpleasant. There's there's a segue for you. Yeah. Yeah. So um, the film kicks off with a German submarine looking for. 
its quarry. Yes, looking for the titles. I think uh, quite amusing because it's very jaunty music. I yeah. mean, I guess it's a jaunty. You know, it's like a boy's own Roy Bud. Roy Bud. Yeah. Again, from the Wild Geese and but like, sort of like sort of transitioning into there was I saw Who Dares Wins the other day, and that's very much sort of that's a bit more John Carpenter kind oh, of Who Dares Wins know, soundtrack is it's, it's lovely, beautiful. it's very nice. Oh. But um, but the uh, yeah, it's it's very it's sort of I guess it's in keeping with with the spirit of the movie, but yeah. Um, jaunty bulldog spirit yeah but lots of exploding ships with along with in the title sequence along with all this sort of jaunty music um, mm-hmm. and uh, not necessarily reflective of of how it, it might have played out in reality I don't or, or, know or you know of, of, of the way people move in yeah. this film yeah no <laughs> so you'd want kind of like it's a very optimistic procession rather than jauntiness yeah yeah like a, a, a shuffle, stair lift advert, a shuffle and a, a, a stumble, yeah. sort of. Um, More like the kind of like da 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 da, <laughs> you know, like the elephant walker. It's called. No, it's, oh, not, uh, it's not that at isn't all. That, what's his name? Um, Alfred Mancini. Mitchell. Yes. Oh, we're across. No, purposes, we're, we are absolutely across purposes. Anyway, <sighs> there you go. We've had a couple of drinks before we did this, so. So there you go. Sail of Sail of Sail. I like it. Um, we're talking about boats now. Yeah. We're talking about the Durrington Court. Well, I liked that as a it's name. A name. Sounds, like a, sounds like a place in Chelsea. Or a flat. Yeah, you know, flats in Chelsea. Flats, yeah. yeah. Um, and the Germans, who I noticed sort of, again, quite chipper mm. throughout the most. Well, I wonder, I you read... would be. Uh, what, being a German? Well, also having all the information on tap. This is true. They have. They it's like have, they're cheating at those football manager games where you put the most money in as you can, right? And you you, you know you're going to win. Yeah. They know where all the boats are going to be at what point and what time. Exactly. So why Easy. why wouldn't they be ever so slightly? You'd smart? be confident. Yeah. Um, and the, they they tend to every time we revisit them they have a bit of a sort of cheeky smirk. Oh yeah. But obviously we we spank them at the end. <sighs> but uh, the, it did make me laugh that there were apparently there were four. Um, four of the Germans who were actually involved in the whole thing or were on one of the ships I guess um, were, were, were advisors mm. on it yeah which I wondered I mean I wondered they could they're in they're in a prime position to sort of scupper a lot you know we were very like, laid back <laughs> You know, I think that they probably said something about, you know, they're very camp, obviously, yeah, of course, but, you know, of course, they yeah. always are. And then I think they probably said something about um, the uh, the sort of uh, how how the film should look because, you know, pretty much there's nothing in it that looks remotely uh, 1940s, almost. It, 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 most of it looks 70s. I was going to say, there are points of this that I'm like thinking... This is 1940, isn't it? Yeah, because I'm swear I swear at one point someone's wearing flares. There is the the yeah. guy who, which I guess we'll come on to, mm. the guy who mugs or or rather mugs tries to murder. It's a slight step uh, mm-hmm. beyond mm. uh, Gregory Peck is yes. um, is in a pink floral pink shirt yeah. and beige flares or yeah. cream cream chinos. Mm. Um, so <laughs> I mean. You know, the, there's there are a lot of anomalies. Apparently, cars in it as well. I was reading were were way out or made way after the forties. So it was, it was a different time. The war. It was a different. You could wear flares and you drive could, modern you could, cars. Yeah, yeah. Well, as does McNee, uh, uh, Patrick McNee. He wears uh, 
he's Yogi, mm-hmm. which I don't I don't know if that's it's a nickname still, or his actual name. He steals picnic baskets. Very got that name. <laughs> he does, uh, and he's wearing. It's debatable where that, what period that he's having a nice time sprouted in this. up. I mean, well, this is the thing as well. I sort of think what there are some actors in it who of of note. You think, especially Kenneth Griffiths, it's like, what attracted you to this job other than the prospect of being in the sun, I guess, and a nice payday? I think it's Mc, Mc, Andrew McLaggen. He's he's in um, Wild Geese as well, playing a homosexual. Right, right. Very very camp homosexual as well. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. That's not his main part. Right. That's just how he plays it. Right, okay. And um, I'm not sure. Sh- I don't think he's in North EIJ. He's not, no, but he's in one. Andrew McLagan. No, um, Kenneth. Uh, uh, Kenneth Griffith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Yes. Uh, but, I mean, he's he's giving it his all, despite mm. the fact that he basically spends most of the movie by an engine. He's Scotty, isn't he? Yeah, exactly. can't give it any more. But he's not yeah. Scottish. No. But he's cross about the engine, though. He's crossed throughout the whole thing. Because the engine looks a bit like a typewriter. It does look clear. I kept thinking, why are you looking at a typewriter? Yeah. But we must get into this. Yes. So the, the German the German submarine basically sinks the Dorrington Court and basically says, ha-ha, exactly where we thought they would be based on the information we have been receiving. Yeah. I went French then. Yeah, that's good. No, that's all right. I based my character on someone who was German but grew up in France. <laughs> Clearly. Just so you know where I got that voice from. Yeah, yeah. And then we see David Niven... In a, it was cups, he's not driving in the sea. He's we not driving in the sea, but he's but he's driving uh, in 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 Bombay. Is it yeah, Bombay? I think it's Bombay. I think it's Bombay. And but he's driving through a a very heavily populated street, beeping at people, beeping at people, but no, a lot of disregard. I noticed he does this little thing as he's dri- as he's driving through the crowd, where he sort of takes his thumb and just brushes it across his cheek. So that's you being the actor and Almost. noticing these. Things. Well, I, it just seems as though if if he was making any choices mm-hmm. in this movie, and that's debatable, it's mm-hmm. uh, it's you know that he's superior to each and every person who's stood in front of his car. In a way, he's right. Well, it, actually, he is mm. right. Yeah. He's David Niven. He's David Niven, and he's got a big white car. Imagine being David Niven. I do. Do you? Yeah. All, all Imagine being David Niven, like say in 1950. I've not read his. Have you read his? Moon's, Moon's a balloon. balloon. I haven't. I've read bits. I mean, I need to read it. I guess he's. Uh, we were discussing Quincy Jones earlier on. I'm mm-hmm. not sure he had quite the same life as Quincy Jones, but perhaps equally as eventful. He did share a house with Errol Flynn. So. So you'd imagine they were busy. Yeah. Doing getting it on, getting it up, not together. Well, they might have done. <laughs> they might have done. Errol Flynn wasn't he famously bisexual? Oh, was he? I believe so. Didn't Errol Flynn, Flynn used to uh, eat orange, have oranges on set, uh, injected with vodka? Did I he? think it was Errol Flynn. That might be totally scandalous. And I know when he was a child, from his uh, from one of his books, Errol Flynn made the world's first chicken human centipede type thing. <laughs> he figured out that uh, chickens. Was it chickens? It might have been chickens. They can't digest pork. Oh, he, he worked that out. He worked that because he lived on a farm right. you know, in in Africa or India, one of the two. Mm. And he figured out that if you got like six or seven chickens and fed them all pork with string on it, you could then sort of tie them. He had a lot of time on his hands. He clearly. must have done. He yeah. then led these chickens along via mouth and anus. <laughs> do chickens have anuses? They must do. do they have, like, They've got vaginas. They've got cloacas, haven't they? What's that? The, the Isn't that a bird's? No, <laughs> a bird's 
genitals is called a cloaca, I believe. I did not know that. Mm. That's that's my takeaway from today. There you go. Yeah. We're all learning things here today. But yeah, he led them along on a string. Wow. And then his dad got home and chastised him. Oh, he was a young... Oh, he oh, this was a young young, man. This is when I he was thought like, this was when he was no, at the height of Scarlet. On the set of Robin Hood. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Basil Roth, Rathbone came in. Errol! What the fuck are you doing with those chickens? What are you doing? Um, that's when he was a child growing up on a farm. Right. Which, you know, but that's, I mean, kids these days have got Nintendo. Why did he become an actor if he was that curious about uh, animals? Some would say that leading birds along with bits of pork was what he ended what he up doing. for the rest of his life. Very nice. Thanks very, very nice. much. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, Niven yeah. picks up Trevor Howard, not like that. He picks up Trevor Howard, yeah. who, from the off and throughout the entire thing, is clearly drunk. Very drunk. He's... Um, As I kept thinking in this, red is nature's warning, isn't it? Trevor Howard's bright red all the way through this. Yes, pink lots of grog blossom all over his face. All the way, yeah. Um, Bill! Bill! And he climbs in in his his sort of baggy car keys. I thought there was a prime opportunity as he... Uh, as he puts his leg over into the white car to see his ginger balls <laughs> hanging out. He's very ginger in this, isn't he? He is, yeah. He's peak ginger. Um, I mean, this would have been just after he'd done Superman. Uh, Howard, really? Yeah, he's I one of the Krypton Elders. Oh, guilty. Yeah. Is that all he says? Yeah, uh, he, he also tells um, Marlon Brando... Mm. Not to suck off Richard Pryor. <laughs> no, he tells him, um, he tells him, you know, you should stop meddling, and that Krypton's going to be fine, and it's not going to blow up. Right. He's one of those people. Right. One of those bloody know-it-alls. Yeah. Who knew nothing. Who, who clearly knew, barely knew his lines. Yeah, I imagine. But he's not. He's not. He's not given anything too taxing in this. No. Almost. But what what gets me is later on. He's they. He's sort of. All these old men are telling him he's too old. Yeah. Which I found odd. I didn't find that believable. He is too old. Well, he is, but yeah. aren't, th- aren't they? Well, maybe they? he's like the oldest. You know how like animals work out who's the weakest? Maybe <laughs> or they the, do less, that the less drunk. Yeah, with old people. It. They're like, oh, he's a bit old. Yeah. Oh, we're all old. Yeah, but he's like really old. <laughs> <laughs> he can barely move. Yeah. Uh, so he picks up Trevor Howard and they go to the Calcutta Light Horse yeah i noticed Love. one of the things i noticed but oh well also they drive through the crowd there's a there's an there's another bit where they're driving through this crowd which is very staged mm. but absolute disregard for for those in front of him and 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 how it is sort of, uh talks about how he almost killed you almost killed me bell um which uh that's much ever had really good thank you very much yeah, good thank you um and uh but it's it's laughably staged how you've got all these Indian, I guess, Indian stuntmen, or maybe they weren't stuntmen, they were just sort of, you know, they were disposable extras. extras yeah. Um, just get out of the way in time because David's going to be ploughing through you at He's top a bit like speed. the Stig in this, isn't he? <laughs> he is. Like the yeah. old Stig. Yeah, he's wearing sunnies. Stig of the dump. Stig of the dump, yeah. yeah with a car. Yeah. He is wearing sunnies and he's in a rush to get to the club. He is, but... Not entirely to, sure why. Is to it listen to, to that lunch? radio broadcast. Well, yeah. So they arrive and there's a chap polishing the uh, thing, not shiny in the least. Very no. dull. I noticed that. That was that's how much I watched this film, mm. uh, or how closely. And mm. then uh, yeah, they stroll into the club. Um, Howard tosses his not himself salad. off. <laughs> <laughs> salad. He tosses his hat on the cheetah. Yeah, that's right. 
nice little I wonder if that was his decision you know? I'm familiar here yes I've got a place where I put my hat yeah damn it to hell I bet he yeah. says that and he whacks his, his walking stick in there as well mm-hmm. um, and yeah and then they arrive and the entire group Calcutta Light Horse are hanging around the bar and there's a guy who sort of looks to me like um, a slim bearded James Corden Mm. Who's telling everyone to shush, shush? Is um, this the guy who's got the glass eye? Yes, yeah. eventually, yeah. Which yeah. comes out of nowhere, but that's you know. Well, it comes out of his. Well, head. it comes out of his. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he he tells he keeps telling everyone to shush, but then I notice talks over. You know, he's at great pains to. Tell he was the baddie to. in the Elvira movie in the eighties. Was he? Yeah. What's his name? I don't. I, I can't remember off the top of my head. Right. I can't look at my phone, but he was also in the J.J. Abrams Star Trek movie. Oh. As, oh. A, as a Vulcan elder. He's still with us? He's still with us. Oh, that's good. That's nice to know. He yeah. doesn't actually have a glass eye. I'm, I think he does. Oh. I think that's a... That's the only reason, it seems to me, that they would have put that into the movie, because there's absolutely no reference to it. No. What's a, there's, a, there's, there's a lot of shabby sort of character work on the perimeters, I think. Yeah, yeah. Which is why I think someone like Griffiths sort of gave it his all. He did. Yeah, and so they're all they're all crowded around this radio. Yeah, and they hear that the Americans have landed somewhere or other. Because this is, I think, this is to establish that the war is going on, but it doesn't do a very good job because no, it's not very clear. What as we said before, this could be in the nineteen seventies. Niven raises his eyebrows mm. when Eisenhower's mentioned. That's right. So that's, I guess, that's almost like signalling. This is the Second World War. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he sits down with Greg, Gregory Peck. Gregory Peck, who's watching the cricket mm-hmm. uh, with his very long pipe, mm-hmm. climbs in. They have that. Oh, it's an odd lunch because there's a lot of exposition in there. Yeah. Um, all the, and, and then a little detail about Peck's, Peck's family, yeah. who clearly got bombed in Coventry, mm. even though you don't for a second believe that he was has been anywhere near Coventry. No, it doesn't sound like he's <clears> in Coventry. It doesn't. No, it's not. You don't have that sort of. Should have had him dubbed by Julie Walters. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, I'm trying to give another Birmingham actor. I can't. Sorry. Another, uh, another, no, I'm not. Timothy Spall is uh, the guy from Alfred St. Pet. Right. Is is he there, isn't he in Newcastle? And... No. No, he's a he's Barry the Broomie. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. So you're right. an actor. I could have done it. Ladies and gentlemen, you'll a... notice the way an actor here. Reverted naturally into that accent. That's all I can say, though. It's good, though. It's like one of the, it'll disappear after. If this was acting school, which I like to think it is, it is. Uh, you'd be you'd be applauded there, wouldn't you? <laughs> By who? Your, By my peers. Your ensemble. Yeah, yeah. They have that meal. There's the the worst piece of exposition in the meal. Yeah, I think is when Niven says, "Should you ever have?" And he uses the word "odd." Yeah. Should you ever? Should there ever be an odd? thing that nobody else can do and you know where <laughs> like, to find them it's the 80s exactly yeah. Yeah. yeah but but he but he sort of puts that on the table yeah. and then there's a lingering look from peck which i don't i didn't quite understand why that went on for it just went on for a little bit too long i just thought what the fuck are you talking about yeah you're all a hundred yeah who are who the hell are you anyway <laughs> um and uh and that's was that the end of the meal? Is that how yeah, they ended that's it? Much it? It basically said if you've got any weird jobs you need doing, we're here. Gotcha. Oh, but also also sort of emphasises the fact that they're all way beyond it. And you don't need any guttering, topery. Yeah, nothing. It's that wide round the middle, and you know. Yeah, 
bald on top. I think it's just to establish later on that he knows he can call on these these ragtag bunch of old people. I know, but he's immediately in uh, as we you know becomes apparent he is immediately uh, uh, presented with this mm. this opportunity for he's basically like boys from the black stuff isn't he like gives a job I can do that <laughs> he's exactly like yeah that. yeah but with a nice car yeah and and not in need of a job no, he's, he's like, just he's in need of some excitement yeah but it's not like a midlife crisis because no. they're way beyond that oh yeah but it's just like here we are drinking in a bar most days watching cricket probably not really that into our wives we just want to hang out together be men again i mean this podcast is a midlife crisis but i wouldn't go and speak to like the i wouldn't go to the army base you wouldn't go to bombay bombay i wouldn't go down to syria and say if you ever need any no old old guys mm. you know yeah no well or, or you might i might you if might. this doesn't work out, if this, yeah, if this doesn't flow, which you so. know is looking likely. Um, so then we see Rog. Rog. Rog well, drives up to j- the Ministry of Economic Warfare. I guess that was a place. I guess. Um, I don't understand economic warfare. Does that mean like seizing currency? Um, yeah. Or, you, or just you, doing it economically, like using two bullets instead of ten. <laughs> Well, or, or, or yeah, keeping keeping your stock in check. I don't know. Keeping I mean, the British end up. Keeping the British end up. Yeah, exactly. Perfect. Uh, it's probably one of those posts that probably nothing much happened. No. I mean, actually, given the, given the sort of the uh, how how sort of relaxed those guys feel mm. uh, about the whole the entire operation, uh, I, I doubt very much they did much. No. Well, it would suggest not, because when they do meet up, they just sit in comfortable chairs. Wicker chairs. Wicker chairs. Wicker's world. Wicker's world. Oh. He, uh, <laughs> he'd have fitted right in. He would. At any point in he his life. He could have been any of them, couldn't he? Yeah. But the um, what made me laugh was, uh, uh, I can't remember, what's his name now? I did write his name down. Patrick Allen? Yes. Yeah. Now he come when he when we he first appears he sort of sounds ever so slightly like Roger Moore so I I, I, I was there was a bit of confusion until I watched it properly and um, he uh, he limp he's got a terrible limp I don't know if this is his own limp but it looks if it's a choice it looks more like he's just been booted in the balls maybe he has probably has but I'd like get to get it know, right Alan get it right <laughs> God. But he's got such an extraordinary voice. He has. He uh, yeah, he was in The Wild Geese as well. And right. he uh, also, you might recognise his voice, he did the voiceover to Reeves and Mortimer for a while. I knew it, yeah. And yeah, absolutely. E4 for a while. Yeah, oh, that was him. Now. That was him. Yeah. Yeah, quite an extraordinary voice. Yeah, everything mm. sort of. Yeah. And so utterly dramatic. Yeah, anything. Damn it! I would like a pound of sausages. Yeah. yeah. Bring me my tea! Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. He, uh, so yes, he's, he's... Cancer, is it? <laughs> yeah. So I don't know how he died. Just... We've all had it. Well, they probably all... They're all they prime... Sorry, a balloon floated past the window. <laughs> right. I thought it was a kind of penny Pennywise type thing going on. Uh-oh. Yeah. Um, yes, so they... they uh, it's it's more Peck and... Niven. Uh, is Patrick. What? Niven's not there, is he? Sorry, I oh, thought you is... meant in terms of people that were, um, can- had cancer. <laughs> <laughs> I was still on. Well, let's. I, I, the let's, balloon let's, threw let's me. Let's list Sorry. them all. Let's list everybody's had cancer. Okay. Oh uh, yeah. So this is Peck, uh, Moore, and Alan. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, and we're finding out that the, the goddamn Germans, he doesn't say that. No. The Germans know everything they're doing and they've lost, I believe it's 46 ships in 10 months. Right. Yes. And they know where we are and where we're going to, where we are and when we're going to be there. Another terribly uh, expositional scene. Yeah. But. But somewhere there must be a transmitter, as they say many times. Yeah, transmitter. transmitter. Mm. And they reckon it's on a boat and they reckon it's in Goa. Yeah. Which sadly is a Portuguese territory. So they are, it's it's a neutral territory, mm. so they're not allowed to involve themselves in it. The army aren't allowed to go there. Yeah. So it has to be, how on earth are we going to get ourselves in there? Um, but Rog. Rog obviously sees it as an opportunity to go and pick up. Do some shagging. Some locals. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and and that's when they have this catchphrase, which I hoped was going to last through the whole film. Mm. He does it twice, which is, he speaks for himself. Yes, Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's clearly he's he's he he has that reputation, uh, which goes before him and and goes after and him. goes after him. Many like always he does the ladies. Oh yes. Um, so he, uh, yeah. So they're basically they basically agree. Him and Peck, agree, uh, Moore and Peck, agree to go to Goa oh. and feel out the lie of the land. Mm-hmm. Uh, see if they can pick up any information. Or nymphomaniacs. Or nymphomation. <laughs> nice. Uh, regarding the uh, the mission. Mm. Missionary. I like what you did there. Yeah. Yeah. Game of Thrones. The Walking Dead. Westworld. No, that's the West Wing. West, West World. There we go. There have been many podcasts which seek to analyse the complexities, the depth, the plot lines, the hidden story arcs, the beauty of these productions. Quite simply, the world doesn't need another one, which is why we're applying that level of discussion to the bottom of the televisual barrel and scraping it with a weekly celebration of The One Show. right, BBC One's flagship early evening fluff cast doesn't get the in-depth chewing over it deserves until now. Welcome then to The The One Show Show, where we treat the Matt Baker, Alex Jones vehicle with the level of sophisticated examination one would ordinarily reserve for the likes of The Wire. It's very sad that it's come to this, isn't it, Sandy? (laughs) (laughs) And with that, good night. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. 
PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I think, is it, it, do they, their first port of call, they get a message, is that they're handed a message by um, a waiter? Manuel. On a, on a balcony? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> well, Rog goes gambling. Oh, that's right. Does that, 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 so that happen? Rog goes before? to play the roulette wheel. That's right. And Gregory Beck goes and to speak to Manuel. Yes. And Rog meets Mrs. Cromwell. She arrives. She's, um, and, and he's immediately in pull mode. Well, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it, it, the part is, is, it's kind of Bond, like Bond light. I was just going to say, because he says to her, my name is Gavin Stewart. And I thought, that doesn't sound right. Which is an amazing. Every time he's called Gavin, it throws me. Yeah, it's not. It's not a name that Roger. He wears a lot of tuxedos in this <clears> as well, which is really later on. Yeah, it's, yeah, he's it's wearing the one from Octopussy later on, the white with the black tie. Yeah, which can't be right because no. it's the 1940s. That's right. Again, another Again. Uh, sartorial anomaly. Anomaly. Yeah. Um, but he tells her he sells tea. Yes. That's right. Which is actually um, it's someone else's job. Whose job is it? Is it is it Howard's? I'm just a tea merchant. Yes. Whatever. Yes. Yeah. Um, he tells her he, like, he he's into tea. She's very mysterious. Mm. And we know we know why. We know why. Because uh, she's the White Witch. She is. Although we never really understand. Her. There's no backstory to her really, no. other than her husband died. Yes. Well, and that she lives with that. Trompetta. She lives in the same house as Trompetta. Yes. So I on. guess she's a Nazi spy or well, something. She clearly is. She well, we is, see her speak German absolutely later. Absolutely is a Nazi spy. She speaks very good German. I did French again. Very good. Thanks. Very good French. Thanks. Um, so they, uh, yeah, they have a they have a sort of classic um, gambling table conversation yeah. in the more tradition mm-hmm. uh, or in the Bond tradition. And um, but he's straight in there. He's immediately. Got sex on his mind. Oh yeah, uh, and within minutes, it's it, it, almost throughout the whole film. The, there's always this urgency mm. behind. I mean, they fall in love very quickly. very quickly. He also finds out she's a widow and doesn't get put off by that, or even ask about how her husband died or anything. No, he just apologizes. It's the sort of thing Nigel Farage would do. <laughs> Exactly. Widow, are you? Can I shag you? Well, that's the German connection as well. Yeah, of course. He'd do it on the coffin, though. Farage. He'd fuck anyone anywhere. Yeah. Let's face it. Yeah, he'd do it, he'd do it to the dead body. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. As it's going down. Yeah. That'd probably get cut out. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> then um, we have all this stuff, and Gregory Peck meets with Manuel, gets some information about a man called Gupta. Yeah, Gupta. And then Gregory Peck and Roger Moore fuck off, and Cromwell... Goes and finds Manuel and murders him. Murders him, yeah, although we don't see the, well, the gory it's, details. It's insinuated. We don't need she it. She draws a knife. She draws a lips, uh, lipstick. Yeah, but it's like from a switchblade. Which comes a knife. Yeah. yeah. Um, straight into his wherever she stabbed him. I'm going to say dick. <laughs> I think she stabbed him in the anus. Yeah, in the anus. Yeah. She said, Oh, I've she dropped my, him round. I dropped my makeup. Would you mind picking it up for me? Yeah. yeah. Right in the oh, anus. Oh, there goes my handbag. 
Gotcha. There goes his handbag. Yeah. Yeah. Um, poor Manuel. What way to poor go? Poor Manuel. He reminded me of a character that an early Alfred Molina would play. Yeah. Is there something? There's something ever so slightly Indiana Jones in there as well. Yeah. I think. Probably the period, I guess. Given, yeah. Um, this was pre Raiders of the Lost Ark. So in a way, yeah. this is influenced. You're saying this is it's influenced. very much. Yeah, I think this was. Steven Spielberg huge. saw this and thought, mm. "I'm going to call my film Raiders of the Lost Ark." Yeah. How can we better this? Yeah. The answer is Raiders of the Lost Ark. Is Raiders of the Lost Ark? I think the the cart horse became came before the horse. I reckon he got the title first. Yeah. From watching Sea Wolves, I think so. Because he basically took words from this film and mixed them all up, and came up with that. Yeah, brilliant. And, and we're all the better for it, I think. Not half. Although I don't think Sea Wolves gets half enough. It's sadly been forgotten mm. in the historical. Sadly and historian. understandably. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, in the historical no man's land that is Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yes. It's probably um, in one of those boxes. Probably. Yeah. Yeah, the ones we saw in the fourth one. Yes. Let's not talk about okay. that. Okay. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. So the Cromwell murders Manuel, and then Greg and Roger are going to go back to Goa mm-hmm. to find the spy. And they find out that yeah, as we say, they find out it's Gupta. And Roger and Greg have a pun- cunning plan to catch Gupta, which is to Gu- say there's a phone call for him. That's right. Um, Gupta, the man with the big mole mole on his face. Mm. Um, I'd like to think it's real, but didn't it's probably it. not. Didn't look real. No. It's, it's way too big. Yeah. Um, he meets so yeah they go to the cafe and Gupta is, is liaising with the German trumpeter trom- trumpeter yeah but they in, they get him before he meets trumpeter and they take the information from him that's right he so go, he's got they, they take give. him into the back of the, the they take him into the toilets the La Lesbos is that what the place is yes called? that's right Lesboa yeah and, and they um, take him to the toilets and they're kind of weird they do a little switch, don't they? He calls someone, and then it's like Gupta. There's mm-hmm. there's a call, there's a phone for you. call for you, and then they drag him into the toilet. Peck does the "I'll be in the toilet" yeah. um, thing. I'm having a shit. I'm, I'll be doing it. <laughs> Come on in. Which Doesn't matter if I'm still doing it. Brando's in there. <laughs> yeah, having a chow. <laughs> um, and uh, in comes Gupta, and yes, they 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 they, they realise what he's up to. They say, they pull a gun on him and say, well, you know, we're going to kill you. You have to act normally, but you were going to take this information from you. Yeah. And you're going to go and meet your contact. Yes. So he goes to meet Trompetta, and then we meet Trompetta, and it's the baddie from Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yes, it is. So yes, this has gone full it. circle. That's where I recognise Spielberg it. watched this and thought, oh, he's a good baddie. Of course, of course. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and then Peck follows him down to the docks. But, but again, like, also, they're the only... Peck and uh, Moore and Gupta are the only people sort of in Goa who seem to be wearing hats yes um, and Peck follows him down pipe in mouth mm-hmm. follows Trompetta to the docks uh, pipe in mouth only a few feet behind him absolutely no regard for sort of keeping himself no he's rubbish he is rubbish but Roger but I don't into, think he cares he doesn't care why would you care oh. but Roger's bumped into Mrs Cromwell again yes. walking her dog that's right and, and he her dog's called Hamlet Yes. And he says, it's not a great Dane. It's not a great Dane. Which is a good joke. It is a good joke. I bet he improvised that. (laughs) I do, because I read an interview with Roger saying that he reads the script and then he just picks it out. It just says what he wants to say. says what he wants to say, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's nice. Yeah. It's nice to know. Disregard, though, isn't it? He didn't do enough improvisational work then, I guess. Should have done. Would you get away with that? No. If you were doing Seawalls, would you think of that joke? Good God, no. No. I was was quite stunned by how clever it was. Mm-hmm. 
it's almost as if you know they decided I don't know it's, um, it, maybe like the modern American film maybe he had like 10 other jokes that they did and they picked that as the best alts one. as yeah. they call them yeah, yeah. like yeah. in that Ghostbusters remake where they had about 400 takes oh, for each God. scene did, it, did you look at the extras I didn't buy it but someone put it on someone made a you know they do like video essays mm. someone did a these are the alternate takes they could have used and they're all as bad oh yeah, yeah. it wasn't a good idea that but bit that's for have it. you seen the Ghostbusters remake yeah you know that bit where the, they go and see the dean of the university and he goes and he starts doing jokes about flipping the bird vaguely that's yeah. probably where I wanted to kill myself the most yeah. that yeah. goes on forever it's the culture. It's the Ameri- That's what they do these days. I don't like it. Let's just no. I don't like, like it. all that bridesmaids. Stick to the script. Yeah, just have a script and read words from the script. Mm. Don't do this four hundred takes for a line. Mm. But we're ranting. We're doing seawolves. We're having fun. Uh, so, <clears throat> yeah, he speaks Mrs. Cromwell, and she's got a dog called Hamlet. There's that. Yeah. Is um, it, is he is Pe- is this the point at which I can't remember? I'm just looking here. If well, Peck the- also knows now where Trompetta lives. Yes. Because he doesn't he follow him back to that house. Yeah, that's right, because he walks past the doctor, goes to Oh, that's house. it, he goes, have you got a... He, and he, he signals finds Gupta, to... he does a double... He oh, he beats he goes up back. He says, have you got a stomachache, or whatever he yeah. says. And then, what do you have now? Yeah. Um, oof. Uh, yes, so he knows where he is. He, he knows he, where he's hanging out. And um, Trompetta walks past, sees some Germans in a little dinghy, and gives a signal like, no, I didn't get any info. That's right. And they sail back to their boat. This is... I can't remember if this is the point at which... Uh, Peck gets set upon. No, that's later. That's later. Because what what's happened is that Roger has arranged with Mrs. Cromwell to go on a date, that's and then, like roommates at college, he says, "Would you mind going out tonight while I have sex?" I know. Yeah. I, that reminded me of sharing a flat in Edinburgh, like mid nineties. Was like, you just top out for a minute while. Yeah, yeah. I'm disappointed that you didn't say that you were the person telling someone else to step. Unfortunately, up. I wasn't. That's no. I'm, 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 we shared a room. We shared a, a one room, mm. four of us, mm. and I shared a bed. And so that was the. the he, I won't name names, no, but no, no, he no. Was, said, "Yeah, well, popping out." Yeah, it's Jimmy, T- I can't believe Jimmy. Tumbuck Jimmy, Tumbuck, did that. I know. It's unbelievable. Um, so yeah, he basically says, "Do you want to go to the bar or go for a walk?" And Gregory Peck's like, "Oh, I think I'd rather go for a walk." That's right. Yeah. yeah. So he goes for what, and then he gets set upon by Brendan o- Brendan O'Carroll, <laughs> Mrs. Brown's voice. He looked just like him, wearing he did. flares and a pink shirt. Yeah. But he beats them both up. One of them he, he tries does. to garrote. It's, it's a very slow fight. Really. There's is. an odd thing where he puts his. He seems to put his knee into that one of the backs and pull. Sort well, because the guy tries to garrote him, so he turns the tables. That's right. And then tries to garrote but him. It's all very slow. Very slow. And I don't think it's not. I mean, it's not because they're all old. No. It's just because Gregory's old. But imagine if it was Burton, though. It would have been worse, oh, wouldn't it? Have, yeah. yeah. Have don't, don't touch the spine. Yeah. Whatever you do, it's my, brittle. My crystallised spine. It's brittle. It's brittle. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, but he beats them up, and Roger and Mrs Cromwell start getting it on. They do. Not on the docks, in back in their room. They do. And um, then Gupta She lets in. her hair down. She's got a hell of a lot of Massive hair. Massive hair. Yeah. Hell of a lot. It's a 70s thing, I think. But he obviously, I, I, I liked, I mean, I'm sure this wasn't a character detail, but I liked the fact that he preferred her with her hair down. Mm. It's like, I'm not going to keep the hair up, I want this down. Yeah. Presumably to hold on to. It's because she's, it's <laughs> to show, <laughs> presumably, yeah. But it's also to show that she's got no um, inhibitions left. Or bald spots. Or bald spots. Mm. <laughs> or to check if it's a wig. 
<laughs> yeah, she could be he doesn't. He doesn't want. He doesn't want that embarrassment again. I don't want that woman who ripped up the picture of the Pope on Saturday Night Live in bed with me. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, um, yeah. So then Gupta comes in. Gupta comes in. She. Uh, oh, also, just during the seduction, he tosses his his wine his champagne glass to the yes, side. Yes. Which is quite sort of reckless, it really, because you'd have to pick that up in the morning. It, and presumably, also, I think it goes on the bed. You hear oh. a sort of little sound. So they would have rolled over and crushed and stabbed themselves. Presumably, heavy, heavy cut, heavy, heavily cut themselves. Yeah. So it's good that their sex was cut off by Gupta. Or Greg might have come in later and trodden the glass. <laughs> When he was walking across the bed, yeah, um, <laughs> out of the way, <laughs> get out the way. Um, so yeah, because Gupta comes in with a gun, yeah, and, and she, Roger's caught cold because he's got no weapon. He doesn't know what to do. She th- she calls it Gavin, and um, you see her breasts, which is do you disconcerting. Even, yeah, oh, I didn't see that. As she flings the champagne glass, I might just be a mega pervert. I'm going to go back and look. You watched this twice, didn't you? I watched it sort of one and a half times. Okay, so you didn't see the boobs on that one and a half. No, I didn't, no. and I thought I was going to. Uh, yeah. so obviously I missed. It might it be at a blink point. and you miss it thing, but I am a massive pervert, so okay. I did see it. No, no, no. Um, when the she she's got doing the classic thing of holding a bed sheet over her yeah. bosom. And then when she throws the bottle, they fall down. And you, you this see it is all. this is the bit that was uh, I I almost missed, but then went back and saw. Yeah, the tossing of the bottle, Gavin. Yeah, and that um, distracts Gupta enough enough to kill him. He murder. He breaks his neck viciously. It's quite vicious. And, he, and then he's a bit shocked that it seemed to me like Roger was a bit like, right, should we carry on having sex now? Again, he seemed a bit shocked that she was a bit shocked that he'd murdered someone in front of her. I know it's like he knows in his head that he's done it many, many a time. Yeah, she doesn't know that. And as as is with the rest of the film, he just wants to have sex. Yeah, over a dead man's body. It'd be brilliant if earlier Gupta said. You are. Sh- he said, "I'm going to have sex with Mrs. Cromwell." I've got to sit over my dead body. <laughs> Be good if he actually did that. And he did it. He would yeah. have. I, I get the feeling he would had she not been so freaked Should out. Should we have sex on top of him? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, raise a few eyebrows. In him. In him. Yeah. We could. Yes. Um, you could sit on his head. <laughs> Let's wear him. <laughs> Let's wear him and fuck. Cut his skin off. <laughs> Let's flay him and fuck. <laughs> Um, this is good. Mm. Yeah. Uh, but then Gregory has the t- in- in- intonation, sorry, the temerity. The, the temerity to just barge on in. Because there was no t shirt on the door. <laughs> he pauses. Yeah. He, look, he sees a key. He sees the key in the door, doesn't mm-hmm. he? Or is that it? And then, yeah. And so, he thinks uh, there's, no one's rocking. So I'm, it's, I'm, not, it's not happening. I can't hear banging. Yeah. So I just walk in. And yeah. then she's freaked out that another man's standing there. Yeah. That, that this, these grown men are sharing a room. Did they have to anyway? I guess it's the budget, it's the economics. Thing. Yeah, it's, it's a like war they, on. They were, they, yeah, that, that. You couldn't get bananas either. <laughs> you could get was powdered bananas and powdered shared rooms. I mean, powdered twin rooms. Powdered twin rooms. Yeah, which manifest as one room. Yeah, mm. that doesn't make any sense, does it? No, I mean well, two rooms. Okay. Yeah. Um, so in he, <laughs> in he comes, <laughs> and Roger again seems shocked that Greg's shocked that he's murdered someone. He's kind of like what? Well, I mean, we it becomes clear that this this part of their mission is is utterly an utter failure. Yeah, because not only well, as we come on to with um, trumpeta, I mean, hmm. they they just they kill everyone they need to keep. They're like James Bond, essentially. Yeah, yeah. it's like one of them's James Bond. Or something. I know it's bizarre. Yeah. So um, so Mrs. Cromwell leaves. 
she leaves disturbed mm. clearly disturbed despite the fact i mean she's always she's t- she's a torn woman yeah. and she continues to be a torn woman yeah despite not not because of roger's love making but yeah um but i don't know um i'm not entirely sure why and i don't think we ever find out why she's quite so torn i guess it's because i mean it's i guess it's because she's a spy and she shouldn't be um canoodling with rog Oliver, when you've seen as much death as Mrs. Cromwell has, it never gets easy. When you've stuck as many lipsticks mm. into as many waiters as... When you've seen the light go out in a man's eyes. <laughs> in a man's never... anus. Oh, or his anus. Yeah. <laughs> there it goes. <laughs> um, no. Uh, so the we? next day they go and get Trompetta. And then they snatch That's him from it. his house, and then we see Mrs. Cromwell living in that house. That's it, She yeah. sees them from the window, take him away. And as you said earlier, it's clear there's no fucking plan at all, because they shove him in the car. Yeah, we're going to we drive know. across the border. They drive across the border, and he resists. And they He shouts out the window. I'm being kidnapped! It's a kidnapping! Yeah, yeah. And, and everyone gets a bit freaked out. Yeah. And they start to chase them, and then they just don't bother. Yeah, it's, yeah, I mean, and, and they get to the border with... A dead trumpet. classic sort of, like, commando Weekend on a Bernie's. plane. Yeah. He's dead tired. Yeah, he's dead tired. Yeah, um, that was I don't brilliant. know who that was. That was good um, army. Um, and, uh, and then he just hands him over an, uh, an envelope full of money, which is, you know, I like that. About I like that. I like that. It was mm. like, okay, you know, you know your goer. Yeah. I don't mean, yeah, you don't mean he's a goer. No. You mean well, he knows... Well, he might be. He's in the car There's with no the evidence of Gregory Peck having any kind of sexual inclination in this film. Well, I think since the kids and the wife were bombed out of existence in Coventry, it's probably not something on his mind. I wonder if he was you know, playing away that night and that has affected him. Nice. So, I mean, really, you have to impose these backstories on these characters because they simply don't... Yeah, they touch on it, as you say, right at the beginning. But, but that's it. Never revisit. You need a scene with Rog and Gregory getting drunk together after Gupta's death. Mm. And Gregory saying, you know, I just can't be with another woman. Yeah. Since after. my wife was blown up. Since I saw the the limbs. Since the doodle bug. Yeah. Since <laughs> the doodle, yeah. Bounced off my boy's bounce. That is in my wife's anus. <laughs> yeah. What she was doing, I don't know. Um... Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> oh dear. We're, this podcast is sponsored by the word anus. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they get weekend. They weekend at Bernie Trompetta, and they get to the border. And but, but Mrs. we cut back to Mrs. Cromwell, who is it turns out carrying on with the scheme. She's still giving information. She's still channels. handing information. So over. in many ways, she was probably the source. And Trompeta was probably the messenger. Yes, yes. So, as you say, a complete utter fucking failure of a mission. Totally. So they return, and it, um, Patrick, mm-hmm. whose surname again, Patrick Allen, Allen, yeah, is absolutely um, livid mm-hmm. at this. Um, uh, pa- pa- again, this it paces up and down yeah. with his terrible limp. You, I just wouldn't choose to pace like that. He's he probably pa- got stabbed in the anus. <laughs> <laughs> I think he did. Yeah. yeah, knifed with a penis. Knifed in the anus. Yes, with a penis by a yeah a male that knife. Thing from seven, you know that dildo with the knife on the end. Oh, do you yeah. think that's what happened? That man in the sevens in the corner going, he said he wanted it. <laughs> I've never walked the same. Um, 
but basically the the the, the position that Patrick Allen is in is that they're they're, they're fucked. The mission was a failure. Utterly, he's, they need he's to get rid of these boats. He's like, what happened that now? What do we do? But you we can't. No information. We don't know who's behind it. Um, but at, at which point Peck has the bright idea to, if ever there's an odd job, mm. if ever there's an odd job, the Stig, um, the Stig, <laughs> uh, Stig Niven yeah. says, uh, comes into mind, and he thinks, okay, well, what about the light horse? And um, he thinks it's utterly ridiculous but, until mm. he turns to the mantelpiece, <laughs> stares for a moment. The mantelpiece of wisdom, he calls it. Yeah. Yeah. And then looks around with a very cheeky smile on his mm. face and says something to the effect of, that just might work. Go ahead. All right, then. There's go a bit ahead. of a last of the summer wine vibe, actually, when you think about it. Cause Gregory Peck's a bit like Foggy because he's like seven foot tall <laughs> and the wise one. Yeah. Roger Moore's a bit uh, compo. No, Clegg. Com- Clegg, yeah. And David Niven's a bit compo. Yeah. So that I works. like that dynamic that of it. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. And he, uh, but. I wonder. I'd love to know what in that moment changed his mind, but something did. Uh, Desperation. I, I guess so. There's no other. There's a war to be won. There's damn no it. options. Yeah. So. Um, so then we cut back to the Germans who have got wind of the British might know, and one of the yes. Germans. I think. I think they do know the boat at this point. Uh, which boat it is? You mean? Yeah. The, well, uh, and where uh, they are, because one of the yeah. German captains says, "Oh, we better put some." oil drums on the deck in case we get invaded that's right I was a bit unclear on yeah, that stuff that same. was a bit yeah um, um, and then Niven holds a meeting with the variety club yeah so they're, they're looking uh, the looking over the it's obviously got a very nice pad wherever he is um, is this way where he asks him uh, to, to hold a carnival or I'll oh, am I jumping ahead here Ah, you're jumping ahead. I am I jumping think, ahead. Because Niven holds a meeting with all the Calcutta Oh, chaps. that's right. Yeah. Yes. And uh, basically he's putting together the Expendables. Yes. And everybody who wants to be involved. And volunteer. all of them are. And yeah. Trevor Howard jumps up and goes, I'll do it. That's right. And, and that's no. quite a touching moment, mm. I think. It's like, I don't think you're... You've got a dicky ticker. You're just that bit older than the rest of us. Yes. Yeah, yeah. You've got ginger balls. <laughs> yeah, we've all seen them. Crouch. Crouch, there they are. Um, yeah, uh, but again, totally red faced, looks on the brink of a heart attack. So yeah. It's understandable. Hmm. The rest of them might be old, but they're not, you know. No, they're not looking as decrepit as Trevor Howard. No, but then we cut back to Mrs. Cromwell, who's on the beach, and a German kicks a ball at her. That's right, yeah. And then he says, very, I'm and sorry. does a very camp sort of full, falls to the knees and hello. And then she speaks and, to him in German and basically says, <clears throat> Um, your orders are going to come at some point mm. and then pretends to be English again afterwards So mm. and play your football somewhere else yes, yeah. sort yeah. of thing mm-hmm. um, again very good mm, thank you. it's Mike uh, so um, then Niven finds out he needs to, Niven's told what the plan is they're mm. going to have to steal a ship mm. uh, because they can't go on the train they have to go right round yes. and take a ship Yes. and Trevor Howard wants revenge for the death of his son who was killed in Burma that's right Yes. Uh, but he's told he's got a dodgy ticker. Yeah. And Roger says he'll take Trevor Howard. Yeah. Because Roger's doing the uh, Ingoa plan of just, like, distracting everybody. Be on the beach. Well, he sends Be Trevor ready. Howard to pay off a brothel. Oh, that's right. So yeah, the that... sailors, all the German sailors, get th- a couple of days free sex. That's it. But there is somewhere in there, isn't there, There's that where Roger goes and pays off the um, the, the, the governor. 
Yeah. Uh, which which he, he sort of says you want your you want your children to be in uh, your Senor Montero. Yes, you yeah. want them to carry on education and mm-hmm. yeah and uh, and then he says if you don't put on a carnival, I'll kill. Essentially, I'll kill you and your children. Yeah. Seems quite extreme. Roger's, Roger's not fucking about in this film. He really isn't. No. But then we get a montage of all the old men sort of getting fit. Yeah, which, which is, is great. great. That is great. One it's, of them says he's having a heart... He's trying to manage his heart attack or something. They're all really angry with their partners. Yeah. Wives. They're all of them. If there's any... Or secretary, as yeah. in the case of... I can't remember which one it was. But secretary no. should come. Get out! You know, all that sort of... Get out! And Niven's um, shaving and his wife's suspicious about that. But he says... He tells her he's the night before he's got to get up at four o'clock the next morning, and he mm. tells her that he's going to uh, be away for two weeks. Mm. It's like no warning whatsoever. He's just having a shave, and then he's buggering off. Might not return. Doesn't he say it's some sort of training exercise? Yeah, some. She Lucy, suspects he's, she got thinks lady. he's going to. Yeah, and he says, "Would I ever?" Yeah. Doris, that's her name. Yeah, Doris, which that's I right. thought was a nice. It's touch. lovely. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the next day, all the old men steal a boat, which, as you, we said earlier, takes fucking ages. <laughs> well, there's an initial sort of um, one of those ropey, fi- you know, whacking some, chopping someone on the back of the head. And then there's this elaborate, like they're moving house, to, mm-hmm. putting dinghies on the boat and stuff yeah. like that, just loading it up. And they seem to have stolen the crew as well, because they seem to be there till the end, yeah. like happily helping them. Yeah. Oh, we should also mention Patrick McNeil on his head. They go and see Patrick, ask him if he wants in. Yeah. Uh, he's quite high up, isn't he? Or is he a major, major yogi, something or other? Yeah, he's quite low down. He's on his head. On his head, yes. He look, he, it's one of those situations where they're like, Patrick, could you get on your head, please? This would be great. And then he looks incredibly uncomfortable the yeah, way through. Yeah, He's like, oh, I'm reading the paper upside down, but it looks like I'm about to die I any hope second. I don't have an aneurysm. <laughs> yeah. So it could happen. Just be aware of this, boys. Um, <laughs> and then Niven... And all, so Niven sails off in the boat with some of them. And uh, Gregory Peck stays and goes on the train. with Peck goes on the train. Yeah. So then we get some train banter with our boys. Yes, there's a scene with... Um, Dickie. Uh, yeah, what, uh, what, now what was he in these, um, Cuthbertson? Yes. He's, apart from being in something like 160 oh, odd things. Yeah. But yes, he's sort of, uh, he wants to engage, he wants to ask what's, what the mission is about, isn't he? And then sort of does this incredibly overly dramatic, I'm on a train acting and mm. falls onto Peck. A bit of homoeroticism in there, I a think, bit. somewhere. Purely from Cuthbertson. Peck's having none of it. None of it. He's asexual in this. Asexual what? Tyrannosaurus. <laughs> tyrant. Yeah, nary a bone. A quiet tyrant. Mm. Um, Gregory Pecker, more like. <laughs> not when he thinks of the family, though. Of course not. Just flat. flat I know why he's upset, because his son is the, come, come, the return of Satan, isn't he? And his oh, wife, Lee the- Rimmick, was pushed off of a banister. That's why he's upset. Yeah. That would be enough to upset anybody. This is true. Especially as you got killed. And a bomb end. up the anus. And a bomb up the anus. Yeah. Good grief. Good God. That's what happened in Coventry. Mm. Um, so then Roger's in Goa trying to find Mrs. Cromwell, but her number's on unlisted. Yes. He should just move on to other, other women, I think. But he loves her very quickly. He does. It seems as though he's loving her f- for the sake of a mission, but he, of course he doesn't know at this stage that she's a shyster. Mm. But but he um, his love his love he's he's not shy with his love. 
Not shy for the shyster. No. Uh, Trevor Howard joins him. Yes. Uh, and this is where they can conduct the plan of um, paying off the brothels and Mendoza. Uh, Montero, sorry, not Mendoza. Yes. And um, so then we cut to Graham Stark, who sees a periscope, but he's actually a shark, and everyone laughs at him. A very pointless sequence. Why is it in there? I mean, he looks like... He looks Clouseau-esque, almost, mm-hmm. Stark. With that moustache. Yeah. yeah. And you you expect him to break uh, into some kind of routine. But no, that was... That it? was it's not my shark. Yes, it's a shark. I thought there was going to be a payoff later that he sees a, another periscope and dismisses and it as a shark. And it's a, but that doesn't happen. It's pointless. Because there's even a setup for it later where the periscope does indeed come up and see their boat. And they're just like, oh, it's just a shitty boat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I thought, oh, that would have been a good chance for Gra- Graham Stark to go, oh, it's just a shark. Nope. No, no, it's it, it goes thing. for a song. Although uh, there's a lot of, it's just a lot of sort of montagey men being sick on the boat sort of thing. Yeah. Um, but I thought they were all, I thought they were all geared up for this. I was surprised that there was a seasick man on the boat. Yeah. And the yoke that at which point McNee has had a shit off the side of the boat, <laughs> <laughs> and then comes out and has a banana in his floral You're top. Right. Yeah. Uh, he does have a shit, doesn't he? He does yeah. just turn off the side. Slips one in, slips an otter into the ocean. Comes the sharks out. came. He, he's obviously taking the banana in there with him. Yeah. Uh, comes out. There's there's the sick sailor. I hate people like that who've got no shame. I know. Imagine, I know. It's like when you're in, you're in the toilet to, uh, on a train or something, and someone's in there. Yeah. Yeah. No shame. No, absolutely not. Have it's like clearly, shame. yeah. There's a there's a hell of a mess back there, but I don't fucking care. Banana. <laughs> Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> um, uh, and um, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm not, I'm not cleaning it up. Um, miss totally missed the hole. <laughs> um, bombs away. Oh dear. Um, <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So. Then, <laughs> Gregory Peck then gives a briefing and tells them oh, what the, right. the mission oh, actually is, and then uh, and, and asks them all to buy, or at some point is it at this point or at some point they've all got to have two bottles of whiskey, yeah, uh, one to celebrate once the whole thing's over, mm-hmm. which is optimistic, yeah, and then one to take a couple of hits from and douse themselves in the rest, which is <laughs> fucking absurd. I was going to say, doesn't that make them highly flammable? <laughs> <laughs> Which would have been such a wonderful end to the movie just if they'd all go, Oh God, Gregory! Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, that would have been. So, so then Rog is, uh, he, he tells Mrs. Cromwell he loves it. Who smells that much when they're drunk as well? This is it. No but, one drinks that much. But their excuse, isn't it, that they get, if they're caught, they're yeah. just a, a bunch of Business bloke, businessmen yeah. on a jolly. On a jolly. Covering themselves just, in whiskey. We just thought we'd climb on this boat. <laughs> Never mind the Nazi flag that's We heard their anuses on this boat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Flammable. Um, much. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Um, so, yeah, Roger's in love with Mrs Cromwell. She's, she's scared by his feelings. But when he's, when he's back to turn, she copies his key in some soap. Yes. Oh, is that soap? I thought yeah. it was like one of those big well, whatever it whatever is. Whatever it is. She copies, uh, his, she copies key. his key and um, 
And then Trevor Howard comes in and says that he's oh. a true benefactor of all whores and semen. <laughs> and there is a, jo- a semen he, joke. He makes a joke. He a goes, semen uh, joke. More oh. ways than one or something. Yeah. And then I was really goes, hoping he wouldn't, but he did. But yeah, it's a bit uncouth mm. coming out of Howard's gob. Ginger Or balls. going in. Yeah. Um, so uh, he goes He goes back to his hotel. He's, I can't read his, like, Morse says, go and wait in your... Room. Yeah, he says, why don't you go and have a lie down? You look That's tired. Right. And he says, he, I am. He goes and sits in his rocking chair and drinks <laughs> while the maid's cleaning up. Imagine that. I See, I am a British person, right? Yeah. And if, if someone fulfilling some sort of duty that I could possibly do, I couldn't possibly sit there and watch them do it. No. I'd feel too awkward. I'd have to go until they finished. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> he just sits in he's a rocking just chair. sat there and she's very close to him. Yeah, he's just getting pissed. He's sort of staring into the middle distance with with a full bottle of whiskey. And Thinking, you know, I wish my balls were so ginger. <laughs> God, can you see my... Just clean these off, will you? <laughs> and I'll make a semen gag at you. Um, uh, but it's kind of... <laughs> there's something lonely about uh, Howard at that point. But anyway, well, he, is, he's not got long for this life. Well, he isn't, because then Roger tells... He tells Trevor, before Trevor goes mm. off, that he's going to meet someone in the church. That turns right. out it's going to yeah. be Mrs Cromwell. yes. So he goes to meet Mrs. Cromwell in the church. Uh, he's been watched by yeah. one of her associates. They have a brief conversation where she's sort of yet again uh, suggesting that she's so utterly confused. Um, she clearly wants to knob him again. Yeah. Uh, and Peggy. it goes without saying that he does. Hey, does he Does he make a move there as well? Or make he tries some to kind kiss of suggestion? her, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah, but then she leaves. Mm. And I don't remember why he doesn't leave. Because she goes back to his room. Yes, and... And finds his party invitation. And then we get this kind of dichotomy where she knows he's lying to her as well. Yeah. Because later on he says he hasn't been invited. Yeah. And um, that's when she knocks over the lamp. That's right. And, and Trev, Trevor, Trev here... Who's still watching the cleaner. <laughs> still watching the cleaner finish off. Yeah. And still supping. Yeah. He thinks, oh, that was a funny noise. So he goes mm. to investigate. What's that? <clears throat> and he catches Mrs. Cromwell. She's hiding behind the door. She is. Uh, he makes the fatal mistake of pulling the door to to see her behind it. And, and that's it. She stabs him. But he dies, He dies as most people do in this film, when they're stabbed very quickly and yeah. gently. Probably a heart attack. It's only a small blade. Oh, um, oh yeah. yeah, probably. A, she, <laughs> she, yeah. She probably... Um, pierced the whiskey pipe and uh, it just all came out I mean that's that's what was keeping him together yeah he's um, like Mr Burns yeah yeah so he's dead he's gone yeah um, and then we get the boat we cut to the boat and um, David Niven's giving a briefing on the boat this is the point where they make jokes about lots of jokes about booze uh, oh and the engine stops at this point and they need two hours to fix it oh that's it which is obviously uh, set, up uh, for later. set up for later. Yeah. Yes. Um, shit. Griffiths and Stark swear. Yes. Can I say shit as yeah. well, sir? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Shit. So then the boat gets fixed. That's it. <clears throat> and then and the then Germans find out they've got a target. And they need to shoot. They need to blow it up at one thirty a.m. Yeah. And uh, our boys are going to be on that boat at one. That's that's right. Something like that. Yeah. So the Germans have a new target, the var- and then, then we get a montage of uh, the old guys shooting things with machine guns. Shooting machine guns on a boat. Practicing to use mines. Seems very sort of. You I wouldn't know, give them a machine gun. No. I wouldn't give them one machine gun. They probably gun. haven't held one in 40 years apart from anything. Do they have machine guns in the Boer War? <laughs> well, they, yeah, prob- probably. Probably. Do you reckon? Do you reckon? 
Like early machine guns. I suppose so. Wooden. But these guys weren't even in the Boer War, were they? They were all liars. They were all children in the Boer War. They were. They were still, that's probably why nothing got done. Yeah. I mean, they've got no other... We lost know. the Boer War, didn't we? <clears throat> I, I should know that. I think we did. We probably did. Mm. I'm going to agree with you on that one. Yeah, I think we did. Even if you're wrong. I'm sorry if I'm wrong, everybody. But. Mm. So then Rog finds Trevor Howard and goes to Mrs Cromwell's house to... And yeah. then he gets set upon by he, baddies. In a very James Bond-esque... I mean, that's very. when he's in his, his tux. Octopussy... Thank you. Octopussy... Octopussy... Yes, octopussy tux. Yeah. Shot in the arm. Shot in the arm. I don't mean he gets a compliment. Or a... What is a shot in the arm? To fill you up, isn't it? Heroin. Yeah, all right, he gets some heroin. <laughs> he gets some heroin. He literally gets shot in the arm. A shot in the arm, like a, yeah, like, like a, a boost. Yeah, he's not, he doesn't yeah, get a compliment, no. he gets he shot at. He gets shot at. And, uh, but he kills them both. He does. And then he grabs the butler. He didn't do it. Yes, they, he wrestles the butler to the ground. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's Roger in that moment, by oh, the way. Oh, God, no. No, no, no. Um, Roger famously didn't do his stunts or, uh, or run. Oh, really? Didn't yeah. even run? Didn't like running. But I think he ran in a strange fashion and he didn't like it. Probably had scoliosis or something. Maybe. Or a crystallised pair of legs. <laughs> <laughs> like Burton. They'd shatter if he ran. He would. He's, um, he's like Samuel L. Jackson in Unbreakable. Yeah. Yeah. He is. He looks like him. Oh. Oh, poor Samuel L. Jackson. No. Um, so, yeah, so then... Um, she um, she's, at the, she's at the governor's ball. Yes. I don't know why... I can't quite remember why exactly she has to be there she Can got you? invited i don't she's, know why she got invited maybe she's but she's not expecting roger to turn up no she's expecting him to be murdered yeah and then he turns up and then he makes up a story that he went to the wrong house yes even though he's wearing a different colored top it's, it's very tense not that. top yeah Jeez. a different color yeah yeah and he's got blood running down his arm it's very tense which you see at one point yeah looking like paint yeah so he he decide he takes her away mm mm-hmm. mhm on, under the sort of guise of going for an, some nookie. Yeah. Uh, they go into the governor's office. Uh-huh. The governor notices them sort of disappear together. Yeah. Um, it's in the office that she... He, she gets lipstick on his she, face. Yeah, she tries the Trevor she Howard trick. She look funny with lipstick. So she goes, thing. I'll get my tissue. Mm. And then she goes to stab him. Well, they start kissing and she draws back the knife to stab him. That's it. And you think, oh no, Roger's going to die. Yeah. But he grabs it at the last minute and stabs her. And just her. turns it on her. And as with Trevor Howard and everybody else... Very, very beautiful, graceful death. Dies immediately. Very quick. But the best very bit quick. is, Maratta comes in, sees her corpse, and Roger mm. goes, Laugh, damn you! Yeah, when he says, yeah, just laugh! Get out there! Laugh at a corpse! Yeah. He doesn't manage that laugh, either. No, he doesn't. But then Roger's forgotten by that He point. says something like, if you want to see your family again, laugh. <laughs> that wouldn't make me laugh. Always threatening the family. I'd probably start crying, if I'm honest. Yeah, exactly. Like, uh-huh. And they get... Uh, I don't know who uh, gets rid of it, but just going back for a, a brief second, mm. the the um, the staff at the hotel that, that uh, Moore and Peck stayed at, yeah. I mean, they'll just do anything. That's just two clear, corpses they, they've they got. got rid of two corpses. Down the laundry sheet. They seem very sort of assured that that's... They're going to get rid of them. It's a different time. It is a different time. There was time. a war on. It's the 70s. Yeah. It was a war in the 70s. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there were troubles. Um, so then back on the boat. Yeah. A bit like the real Marigold Hotel, except with guns. Yeah. Um, the, so it's, it's worth a pitch to telly, actually, that. 
Um, they're all very excited Jesus. about uh, pouring whiskey all over themselves. We mentioned earlier, but becoming flammable. Yeah. Um, and so the the mission begins, and the Germans are singing with a guitar in one room. They are. And our boys, right. our old boys, start boarding the ship. Mount the boat. Yes. Yes, they do, and uh, it's it's quite a smooth mount. Mm-hmm. Not many issues. A few Germans pop up. The best. There's bit. a si- well, well. They start with a silencer. Yeah. I think, is it Ro- no? Who is it that shoots? Oh, it's Gregory. Gregory. Someone with a silencer. But then, then they're just machine guns. Well, doesn't he like- say only shoot someone if you have to? Right. So that's when he shoots him with the silencer. But the best bit is when Niven walks up to a room and it's called the Funk Room. <laughs> yeah, and I was thinking, oh, I've got, I've got please be a disco. Please be a disco. Yeah. And he goes in there and it's completely empty. Yeah. How disappointing is that? I know. I wanted like John Travolta in there or it's something. It's a tease. Yeah. Ticking bomb. I've got Funk Realm. Funk yeah. Realm. Funk Realm. Funk Realm. Let uh, me take you to the Funk Realm. Oh, the, we know he's a one-eyed guy by this point. Yeah. He puts it. He puts pocket. his patch on. Yeah, he just pops it out. Yeah, won't be needing this. No, or whatever. Um, Should have had a bomb for an eye. He could have thrown it at them. Yes. <laughs> so then a doodlebug. So then they they get to see a German having a dump. A poo. I was nice. just saying the yeah. pooing sailor grabs Yogi. Yeah, is what I've written. But it's, uh, again another. Well, no it's from, from one pooer to another. <laughs> yeah. You know. Would you like a banana? Yeah, I know what you're up to. <laughs> you're after my bananas. You get off. Look at the mess. Um, <laughs> so the you're, mind's... Just, you're just like me. <laughs> we could, in another time, we would have been friends. Yeah, you and I. <laughs> We're not we could so have stood different. on heads together. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so, also, and the minds are set for 30 minutes. That's right. That, that mind thing is so sort of... It's supposed to be tension mounting mm. sort of material it just doesn't really no. cut it I don't think it's as tense as having some sort of fight on an oil rig like in North Sea Hijack yeah it's yeah. not very tense either yeah um, xylophone yeah. Uh, a lot of xylophone happening at this point mm. all mm. of which sort of reminds me of a lot of the music unsurprisingly mm. reminds me of the professionals yes a lot of Collins trumpet stabs mm. he'd have been good in this he would have been perfect <clears throat> imagine him as Gregory Too, Peck yeah. I do. He didn't get his due, did he, Collins? Um, he got Who Dares no, Wins. No, he didn't. And then he got Codename Wild Geese, where he was dubbed. He, and that was it. He, there was so much more to, to him than was ever realised, I think. I don't know whether it is. I don't know much about it. Well, he had him, a Bond but, audition. Oh, did he? Yeah. He'd have been great. He would have been brilliant, but he was too arrogant and scared Cubby. I've, t- I've talked about this before, sorry, yeah. everybody. But yeah. I, he's one of my, oh, imagine. He, he, his first film would have been Octopussy. He'd have been the darker... He'd have been a darker, clearly, Bond, but he would have been brilliant. I want him to be in all films, but sadly he's dead now. He's gone. Um, so then... Um, uh, <laughs> as the ship is ready to blow, Peck does a little jog, I've put down. He does do a little he jog. He does do a little Niven jog. Niven does a it's little about, jog. As a, uh, sort of, I was quite know. impressed with Niven. At one point, he kind of like crouches down really fast and jumps up really fast. And I thought, <laughs> that's very good. Cause it, it, that took a few three years, days. Within a few years, he was dead. Oh. I think he died in 83 or 84, something like that. Something to do with crouching. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> it's yeah. probably it only the result of that crouch. Yeah, it shifted the throat cancer he had. <laughs> to to <laughs> his <let> knees. <laughs> he died of knee cancer. I don't know if you know that. They said um, to him, you have to cut your knees off. And he said, darling, I love my I knees. I won't have those <laughs> knees taken away. <laughs> Put so, it back in the throat. <laughs> I can cope with that. Get a Gives mallet. the voice a nice. Hit it with a mallet into the throat. 
<laughs> like one of those tap me on the spine it'll go back up like one of those it'll test your weight up. machines with the hammer because yeah. he was in um, the Pink Panther films he was in the the, 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 the one two the last that, the two that sellers yes oh well no he was in the uh, Niven. he was in the first one, the first one but then he and was then, in the last the, the one without sellers he, as was Roger Moore apparently yeah but, yeah, he was doing a, a Cluzo I, impression I haven't uh, really I have to send you the link I it's haven't terrible, seen that one terrible. No. but yeah Niven's in the last two but he's dubbed because his throat cancer was so bad he, he had no voice now I feel bad yeah you should if only he stayed <laughs> in the knees he'd have been alright um, so but he wouldn't have been able to do that crouch that's true that we've just talked about it would have been this film's loss yes rather than his family um, so then we get a German who's been shot and they, they think he's dead but he's actually running around setting fire to everything that's right yeah, he, gets, he gets shot in the shoulder or something and then he runs around and some of our boys get tipping the oil everywhere yeah Dickie gets shot uh, yes. Um, one, one eyed man gets shot. One eyed man gets shot. Dickie gets shot off the boat, doesn't he? Yes. But he gets shot in the arm and does a very dramatic dive. Oh, this Gregory backwards. Peck gets shot off the boat. That's right. Sorry, yeah. he's not even Dickie. I don't no. know what I'm talking about. He's got a Dickie arm now. <clears throat> he's got a Dickie arm and he's wet. Mm. But they get on the boat and then the boat won't start. That yes, yeah, so, and and all the time we keep cutting to the mine on the on that's attached to the hull. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, it's like it's just the tension's not. I don't feel there's, the tension's high no enough. No ticking sound point. or anything. Or no, it's just a slow zoom. Also, there's some machine gun fire when they burst into the code room. Mm. Uh, it's a metal everywhere. Yeah, that's a disaster. It is that doesn't happen exactly. Yeah. Um, so but eventually, the boat does start. Eventually, the boat starts, and they they go away. So what they've been saying all the way through this film is this boat they're on is very slow. Yes. And we're expected to believe that this boat gets away far enough to not be affected by this massive explosion. Yeah. But lots, that's what happens. Lots of model work on the uh, tank in I believe Pinewood. it was Derek Meddings. Oh, really? He of Superman and Bond um, and How's Your Father. Lovely. No longer with us. No. No. Great. Great model work there. Big model shop in the sky. <laughs> Making yeah. model wings for angels. Mm. <laughs> yes. Bless him. Um, so, yeah, the, the boat blows up. The German sub... He's no longer getting information. Uh, so the day is won. They've done it. And there's no epilogue. <clears throat> they no, just sail when, off. When do they, they just sail off and that's it. And, and then, then we get do, the Matt Monroe song. And they do, yes, Matt Monroe, which again is sort of, the, the song seems completely and utterly incongruous to the rest of the thing. Yeah. And you see pictures of the real people and they look yeah. absolutely nothing like the, the Niven one's chosen. the funniest one yeah. and the Roger Moore one because they're really ugly men yeah. next to Roger Moore and David Niven yeah so uh, that, that's sort of it isn't it Seawolves done Seawolves brilliant tick tick what did you think of it then <clears throat> I didn't like it no I didn't either I found it really hard going it really was it doesn't have I, I thought there'd be more funnies yeah but it, it's so I don't know Thing is, with 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 the, wild geese and, and and North Sea hijack, there is stuff in there to keep you entertained because it's really fucking silly. Mm. This one seems to take itself quite seriously. It does, and also the the sort of th- the kind of lines you'd expect from a Bond film or or even an Arnie film. Mm. The those cheeky innuendos, so lame, mm. very lame, especially the one about semen. Yeah, just not nice. Not nice coming out of Howard's mouth. Well. Or going in. Or, or maybe it in. is nice going maybe in. it is. But the thing is with this film, I found, is that Gregory Peck is not a very exciting leading man. 
for an action no film. but I, I want to know what his choice I'd be interested to know what his choices were mm. there because there didn't seem to be many I mean it's either he was trying to stop being so drunk mm. or or he just didn't give a shit but what I found is when David Niven appeared again after the failed Goa mission mm. it picked up as a film and started to be entertaining mm. before that it was quite dull but anyway we've reached anyway. the point where I'm going to ask you the quick fire questions oh god in your opinion, who is the best Bond and what is the best Bond film? I, uh, I, my Bond is obviously Roger, mm-hmm. but, uh, given my age, but I was a big fan of Piers. Yeah. Big fan. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and yet my favourite Bond, I would say, is, um, For Your Eyes Only. Yeah. Uh, I used to want to be a stuntman. Did when you? I was very young, Yeah. I don't know why. Uh, I very quickly realised that it was Folly. incredibly dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> but I did throw myself around a lot when I was young and like to pretend I was. And um, there's a great stunt. There's a stunt in there which I used to watch over and over again, which isn't that, uh, by Bond standard, is, is pretty much nothing. But the, mm. where the motorbike, he hits the guy with the... Um, and he flips over the into... Roadblock the roadblock type thing. I think that was Buddy Joe Hooker, I think. That seems yeah. to ring a bell. As a, so I even know... Some of the old school stuntmen names. The one I used still to see launched. all the time was Rocky. Was it Rocky Taylor? Maybe he was one you'd always see in credits. Right, Death Wish Three particularly. Right, yeah. I yeah. just, I just something about people jumping through windows. Yeah, fetish. Yeah, clearly I Good. had for it, but that was my favourite. Okay, and so the flip of that. Yes. Who's the worst Bond, and what's the worst Bond film? Um, I'd say the worst Bond film is it's a Brosnan one. Mm-hmm. Uh, the name uh, with Price never. Uh, oh, tomorrow never dies. Tomorrow never dies. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, I've not watched it for a long time, mm. so I couldn't. Um, uh, maybe, maybe on another viewing. I've only seen it once, but I just it was terribly disappointing. Yeah, it's not good. So, who do you have as James Bond next, apart from you? Um, who would I have? Well, I do think it's time to sort of diversify. Um, although I'm not sure about. That Idris was tout- touted as being a, I don't know. Um, oh God, Martin Shaw. Let's say Martin Shaw. <laughs> Can we? Yeah. Okay, Martin Shaw. Martin Shaw. Martin Shaw. Brilliant. Okay, Bond is full of stupid names like Money Penny, Small Bone, and Goodhead. Uh, give me your best Bond lady name now. Fanny Woman. <laughs> Fanny Woman. Fanny Woman. That's a bit on the nose, isn't it? It is too on the nose. I like it? it though. I mean, it, it would work. Claire Lips. Claire Lips. I like that. Bit like Fair Lips. Sultry. Yeah, Claire Lips. Seductive. Mm. The name's Lips. Lips. Claire Lips. Claire Lips. Yeah. Or no. Sp- no. I thought you were going to say Fanny. Don't. No, you? Hair Lips. Oh, I was okay. Say. Okay. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good. I'm glad you went up and I went down. That's good. <laughs> um, so, give me your best Bond film title that you've just made up. The Monkey Connection. The Monkey Connection's fantastic. I guess sort of Bond Bond tackling uh, the apes. The apes. The planet of. Well, well. I mean, there's a, that, that, actually, there's something in that, maybe. There's, yeah. Yeah. Bond lands on the planet of the apes. So we, what we've got here is Martin Shaw as Ian Fleming's James <laughs> Bond 007 in the, apes. the Monkey Connection. He'd do a few crouches. Yeah. Just to offset the I'll old friend. <laughs> I, just just to be clear, I don't think Martin Shaw's got throat cancer. Or knee cancer. No. No. 
already I'm sure kind. He's, I'm sure he's very, very well. well. Yeah. I hope so. He's judged on deed. He is. I think I said that right. A hypothetical fist fight takes place between Simon Templar the Saint and James Bond 007. Who wins? Um, is it the same saint? Can be any saint. I think. Uh, I don't, I'm not so up on my saint. I'd mm. say, I say Bond. Good. Let's just say Bond. And finally, you're stranded on a desert island with Connery, Lazenby, Moore, Dalton, Brosnan, and Craig. Who do you elect as leader to devise your rescue attempt? And if it fails, who do you eat first? I think Brosnan. I'd just like to see Brosnan lead. Hmm. Uh, because he doesn't take himself too seriously, but there's, you know, there's darkness in there. Yeah. So I'd, I'd, I'd feel comfortable in his hands, hmm. literally and metaphorically. I'd like a hug from him. Uh, very much, yeah. yeah. But uh, I think if I were to eat anyone, it would probably be Connery. Yeah. Because he looks, he sort of looks barbecued anyway. You're right. He yeah. just has a barbecue kind of... There are some of those Bonds who aren't... They're not men who, who veer towards the olive particularly the olive mm -hmm. skin yeah so uh i just feel like there's a lot of meat on him he was a bodybuilder wasn't he so i guess smoky you know, smoky mm. uh smoky smoke <coughs> i can't do it anymore smoky and brown yeah i used to do it no i can't do it that's good um is to the um the man that will be king the two of them be cheer <laughs> uh i would i would chow down on sean Wonderful. Well, Oliver Maltman, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Very much. Thank you. Thank you very much. Goodbye. Thank you. The sequels tell the exciting true story of one of the most courageous undercover operations of World War II. Heading the cast are Gregory Peck, Roger Moore, David Niven, Trevor Howard, Barbara Kellerman and Patrick McNee. The Sea Wolves is coming to your local Odeon soon. The original soundtrack album is available now on EMI Records and Tex. Great people.